2: At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Loud, would you welcome Paddy Keenan.
1: Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Loud since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney, what a goal by J.P. Rooney!
0: And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net, Loud are in front. And here it is. Now the All-Ireland Champions for the third time.
2: The first We Are Laird episode of 2018 and it's a cracker. We have the Bourne Cup roundup. And from that we have the Rookie Report, where I'll be going through every single rookie that has played and made their debut for Laird in this past winter and we have the final penultimate managerial merry-go-round update so tune in get ready get comfortable sit back relax and let's talk about football Hello again, Dan Bannon here and thanks very much for listening to the We Are Loud podcast. I'd like to wish you all a great 2018 and hope you get all the silverware you dream and hope for in the couple of months. months. Thanks for joining again, like I say. Hopefully I'll drive on with a few more podcasts and to get more regular more regular and build up the listenership. Um, should be on iTunes shortly as well, still a little bit of a snag there. Like I said, massive bumper episode, a lot of ranging topics to cover, but before I get into the Bourne Cup, the meat and the sandwich, I caught up with Pete McGrath on Wednesday night in Hawkefield, so here's what Pete had to say. Pete McGrath, lead manager, it's important for this young squad to build their confidence and they surely got that tonight here in Hawkefield.
1: Yes, well I think confidence is something that you build over a period of time and I think confidence is built by putting small increments in place week by week at training and in matches and if you win the matches then obviously that's a bonus and you are right, Um, the victory tonight, the performance tonight, how players played tonight I think yes, will give them that little bit more self-belief and that bit more confidence in themselves individually and in the group collectively as we go forward. Yeah.
2: And then uh, taking that into that, you can see the defensive shape was a lot better to, uh, today.
1: Yes, well, I mean, Saturday was our first competitive game and, and we were caught particularly early on in the game and then late on in the game. Uh, we talked about that on Monday night and uh, we did work on it on Monday night and I think tonight then you saw a bit of the... Uh, Fruits off that bit of discussion, that bit of work, but there's still obviously work to be done. Um, but defensively tonight we were quite sound. Uh, we lived dangerously once or twice in the second half, but it was that type of game. But by and large, we defended with discipline, with intensity, physicality, and we didn't concede uh, very many scoreable frees, which we maybe did last Saturday. We yes, yes.
2: conceded two points. is a great performance. He's kept the ball very well yeah. going forward. could have created a lot more as well. A couple of young chaps caught the eye, say, and maybe Emma Carlin, yeah, Keenan, have a keen So there's yeah. plenty there for what Yes, there is, about.
1: and I think they're a good squad of players. I think some of them just need to believe in themselves a bit more. Some of them, obviously, and all players at all times, need more work on the skills, and on, on, on we need to work with them tactically, and work on game, game awareness and decision-making. That will come with, in time, that will come with what happens on the training pitch and how we talk to them and how we pull the thing along together. So uh, that will come, but you are right. Uh, a number of players tonight, I was very impressed with the number of players tonight and I was generally impressed by them all. Yeah,
2: yeah, true enough. And then you have a chance of possibly another game. Just Let's hope it
1: works out, but uh, if it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And it doesn't because
2: Kildare once again let us down. They were beaten by Longford today in um, Pierce Park. If Longford were beaten, which I talked there we're going to win, or one and a half time nine seven, we would have been playing Mead next Sunday. How nice of a game would that have been to have in Pete McGrath's reign It's always nice to play Mead anyway. Can look at them and put our wits against them. So that's the that's the full born cup campaign in what like five days: Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah two games, five days, the whole Auburn Cup campaign, full pre-season game played, 12 players introduced, debutants, I'll get to those rookies in a few minutes, if you hang on, but uh, I suppose you'd say Jekyll and Hyde, in terms of expectation, you would have expected to beat Longford, and maybe lose to Kildare away from home, Longford are Division 3 side, we know them fairly well, we've played them the past couple of years, we beat them to the start of the year last year in the league, and they beat us in the qualifiers by five points, and it was more or less nearly the same score again uh, last Saturday of the week. Uh, it was it was a poor enough performance, really. And then you go to Kildare, and you're you're not expected to beat a Division One team, especially away from home down there. But we always we played very well the last time we played down there under Colin Kelly, and we got the we got a good start and. A, and we went on, went on from there. So getting back to the Longford game, was we were flat in the first half, but that could possibly, potentially, be down to trying to play the way Pete McGrath wants us to play. It's a slightly different system, a couple of players in different positions, rookies been thrown in as well, and um, so it, it, maybe that's that was maybe the reason for the for the flat performance against Longford. We had it's a different terms, system in terms that it's nearly the whole half-back line, the full-back line, are protected. But the half-back line, sorry, step back. There's no one particular sweeper as such. They all kind of sit off. Um, new players, new positions. You had Bevan Duffy at six. Um, you had William, uh, William Woods in the corner. You had Samuel at Samuel full forward. Um, I suppose you still had Tommy Doran and Andy in the middle of the field. So other than that, like there was just all the influx of debutants in there, but the system maybe we didn't really get to grips with Longford or our own. Maybe it was more to do with ourselves than Longford, the way we set up. We weren't just we were getting to the pitch of the game or sitting tight enough on, our, on their full forward line. We weren't pressuring on the ball going in, so we kind of got a bit of a miscommunication. They got four or five points ahead of us at half-time. We couldn't claw it back. When we did claw it back in the second half, it took too much out of us, and Longford got off to a flyer at the end in the finale and caught us from 1-2 to, to win by five points once we got level. But the tank was empty. We'd emptied the bench. But in saying that, there was glimmers in that second half. We we played really well. I think we had six points in a row to equalise with them to draw level but as soon as we drew level they went down the field and scored so it's maybe psychological as well tired legs but then it's nice to see Derek Maguire back he was took a a winter or not sorry a summer off went to America what have you so it's nice to have him back and know that he's back for the upcoming season because he's a big big player for us his role might be different this year. Who knows? Like I said, Bevan Duffy at six, he nearly freshened up Bevan a little bit as well. He probably thought, oh, I'm a midfielder, wing forward for loud now. And then comes a new manager and says, Bevan, we need your physicality. Like he said in interviews, piece, looked at him there. And, Come Wednesday night he was a totally different player, he was putting his body about like he can, he was reading the game much better, he was talking to his half-backs midfield as well and you never know, it could work, it could work, it's certainly certainly going to be tried and then the two boys in the middle of the field, Andy McDonald and Tommy Dornan, you think what's the value of playing the two lads in the middle of the field this time of year, I suppose it's just to build on that partnership going forward. Um you you had Ronan Grufferty come in as well and it pushed Andy on to the forty against Kildare and he was really, really good. He's magnificent really. Everything went through him. He really wanted to win the game. You could see it in his appetite for the ball. He was just super just absolutely outstanding. So that's po- probably potentially a spot from there on the forty, more so than the midfield where he kinda of feels he's too much work to do around the field and then he's not able to contribute going forward. So Pete is certainly looking at a lot of things he the whole full- new full back line, like I said, I'll get to that in a in a minute um it's getting the system in play right, but I suppose one thing the miscommunication with the system is a good thing in that it shows the lad's attitude' it's good that they're listening and they're taking on what Pete is saying to them and trying to implement. Rather than doing their own thing, so it's it's good to see that little bit of breakdown of communication because the lads are trying to do what they want, what Pete wants them to do, and it's not going to work in a couple of games. So it's going to take time, but obviously the more mistakes you make, the more the more you're going to improve, and on it the next day when you, once you review it. And um, like I said, a couple of individuals there, Tommy Dornan has it very well, big powerful man, so he he's he'll push on. Uh, he'd he'd probably be our number one midfielder because, like I said, Andy could go in the middle of the field or he'd go in the forty. More than likely in the forty, the way he played against Kildare. You have a whole host of inside forwards to start it. Ross Nally, William Woods, Niall Conlon, Barry Flanagan, Tig McInheny. Like that's that's not even mentioning the likes of uh, Ryan Burns that has come back into it. Jim as well. Jim played in the forty against Kildare and the 40 against Longford so he's an option of full forward as well Um, another player really impressed and he's a regular, has been a regular on the panel is uh, Jeremy Sorley he had a really good game out in the wing he kind of he's been tied in inside forward line any time when Colin Kelly was in charge so out in the wing against Kildare Wednesday night he was able to use his pace and attack and get back and really put Kildare under pressure and stretched their defence. So he's definitely he's definitely an option out there. Looks he's another lad like Bevan who's been freshened up by maybe a change of position of a change of inside of manager. So it's great that P has that experience to pass on and maybe help the lads out. Um there's a possible battle for goalkeepers jersey as well. You have um Debuton Luke Higgins Played against Longford on the Saturday and then on Wednesday, Craig Lynch played. And really, truly, Craig Lynch put, his, put a stamp all over the number one jersey on Wednesday night. His kickouts were just tremendous, just give us first phase possession. Every single kickout, he was just finding his man, long, short, and he would drop from the 40, pick it up and drive on. He's just finding his man. Kieran Downey comes on. Straight away comes in, picks out, being picked out by Craig Lens, just gives us that platform. and Kildare couldn't get near us, they really and truly couldn't. We were, and then we used the ball really well. So Pete's obviously going to be happy with that. But the defensive performance we gave against Kildare was really outstanding. Like we had four debutants in the sixth that started, and Bevan wouldn't be a regular centre half, even for his club and then throw on top of that to you, Darren Marks, who was kind of in and out of the team at half-back as well. So we we really we really worked well as a, te- as a team, and, and with the two boys, Butler and McSorley dropping back, it was a really outstanding defensive performance. We held we held Kildare to two points in the second half, but it was really like we completely frustrated them. So you can see the more and more Pete works with this new system, the more and more it's going to stand to us. Um, and overall like that's probably the main thing you want to take from this a Bourne Cup we're going to be defensively solid he's unearthed a, new, a few new players like I said I'm going to get to them in a few minutes there's plenty of options all over the field there's still lads to come back like Decky and Anthony Williams and Ryan Bournes. Um. so it's, it, it's it, 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 I would say it's positive for Bourne Cup like I would, I, it would be nice to be still in the final four, because you look at it, you probably, we, could, we could could, have went on and won it. Uh, we got to the final last year, so there's no reason why. With Dublin look to be out, Westmead would probably be the strongest team left in it. Would have been nice to get a crack at Mead, would have been nice to get another game. But it probably means now that we're, all our focus is channeled into uh, down in the opening game of the National League. I suppose the one down point in, on the whole thing was... Uh, Sam Mulroy's injury really put a dampener on that uh, poor enough performance against Longford. He was showing very well a full forward, he kicked three points, two couple of frees, he set up Ross Nally's goal, he was powerful, he was getting out in front. So it's a bit of a because he would have been a nice option up there. Uh but hopefully he'll he'll get back in the main and he'll be back kicking points for the jocks and Lourdes sometime soon because he'd be he'd be a big player this season for Laird. At all grades, maybe uh, under 20, still out of the under 20s, still that young. And then the jocks are going to be looking on him to push on again next year as well. So, overall, I suppose, Jekyll and Heideborn Cup, but that unexpected win against Kildare really left it very nicely. And uh, so, next up is the rookie report. <laughs>
0: What, what will you miss, Adrian? I'll miss it. I'll miss the crack. I'll miss the laugh with the lads. You know, I've made great friends through this. I after playing Kildare and for the first time, going, going into towns, going into Ardee to draw. The, um, I started seeing kids wearing loud jerseys, and it was it was unreal. I never looked at it in that way. It was always just about being the best best you can be for for the county. And Gaelic it doesn't mean enough to people in loud and prove the manager wrong. Um, that I, I I was a county player. It was, was a loud player in the same position. I'd probably do the same thing. You know? I was playing with a fractured wrist without even realising it. But Danny, I, like as I mentioned, I, I've been known as David's brother jokingly, and I, I remember Fletch coming in, having a go at us. Well, just, please, like he says, don't let yourselves down, and you know, go out in the second half and just let the shackles off, kind of thing. Was a signal that day to be honest. Um that was that was probably closest we've we've come to, to replicating the, the, the success from the front two thousand and ten. Uh, Eamon McEnany was the manager and we had a meeting, an individual player you know called in and he'd he'd kind of outlined the, the plan for year with, with Pat Mulligan and, and Stephen Reader addressing And they had said that, you know, this this is what we're planning on doing and we're gonna be training five times a week. And we're sitting in the room thinking not in a position to, to just to, to, to have a backlash here, so I agreed, and I said yes, absolutely, I'll, I'll be doing that. And I walked out the, I walked out the door, and I wasn't driving at the time. My dad was in the car, thinking, oh, how am I going to train five times a week? This is this is ludicrous. Um, this this is just this is ridiculous. Like it's, it's never going to work. And you know, before you know it, then you're, you're getting into that routine. Are You and play out with a tune. <laughs> All right, yeah. No, I don't think
2: you want to hear that. The rookie report. This is uh, something I used to do, with loud and proud, where I would take a player, rate them, take a, de- a debutant player, rate them, and see how they get on. So I'll, I'll explain the rating system. it's uh, how well they played, obviously, but the grade given to them is. A grade whether they're going to make the setup or maybe have an influence later on in the year or make the panel make the team even in some cases a couple of lads here in this batch of uh, rookie class that uh, could could potentially push themselves the whole way into the team a um, lot of impressive players but it, it it's exciting it's very exciting there um, there' 12 twelve debutants in total. Uh, pure, not a debutants in, do- in total, um, they, whether they started or came on. So it's like it's really like fair play to Pete McGrath. He he had trial games, like he said in the interview with me. He brought lads in um, from all grades, all ranges, and given them the chance. You know that's all it that can be asked. And some have taken it. Some have really stood up and taken it. Uh, so it was really good to see. And really interesting a few names there you wouldn't have expected to be in there but have been in there and I have done well and some lads you might have thought been too old to go back in have come in and done well Like and then some lads have been rewarded for a good season with their club and got a nod uh, Like so we'll start off with the with the, um, the first batch of debutants that played against Longford and no better place to start than uh, Luke Haggins, goalkeeper from the Oliver Plunkets former outfield player well he did play, he would have played, he started off in goals initially then he single handedly I would say won the Plunkett's a minor title at full forward, he was absolutely outstanding, he had won it he's reverted back to goal <coughs> and he hasn't He hasn't lost any of his accuracy because um, the main attribute for him is his kick outs they're no, really really good, absolutely brilliant um, maybe not on the same level as Craig Lynch, uh, number one goalie <coughs> but not that far away so he'll have a right bloody battle with a fellow draw the man, Joe Flanagan, to take the reserve goalie jersey, with Neil Gallagher having stepped away. So I give uh, Luke a C-, out are fairly good. couple of nervy moments um, taking saves and dropping the ball and what have you against Longford. But certainly I can see him being there for the long t- the long run. Then alongside him, another draw the man, um, Fergal Donoghue, not a youngster, not a New Ten Blues youngster played full back for the played fullback for the Blues all year. Very solid. possibly man of the match in the senior final. I thought he got the goal, but he was turned out he didn't get it. Really, really um really good, powerful player, a bit raw but there's definitely, definitely talent there. He he equated himself quite well. Despite playing full-back all year for the Blues. And the Blues under 21s, <coughs> which won which won both, won everything really. He played corner back against Longford. And he did quite okay now. he's very aggressive. He was he was solid, so I, I give Fergal a B minus. Um up next you have Aaron Kahn. Quite a lot of people might not know Aaron Kahn, but he's a dynamic little little tenacious little player from uh, the Kevins. He missed the I think he missed the championship last year well, the well the group games in the championship for the Kevins last year in the intermediate first time up in the intermediate. I think he made it back for the quarter final against the O'Connells. Usually he played a very he played the year the one the um junior, he played very well in the sweeping roll in front of Conor Grimes against Tully Allen when they shocked him. <laughs> he certainly he's there he'll be there thereabouts, so give uh, Aaron Kahn a C plus. Um, on the wing that day against um, Longford was Ciarán Downey, another Blues player. It's his first competitive start. He would have played a couple of uh, challenge games last year for Loud. Um, he's a talented player, probably one of the Blues' key players this year in the run to win the championship on the 40. But he played on the wing against Longford. He was he was quiet for his standards, but then when you realise who he was marking, and that was the very experienced Longford player, Michael Quinn, Who's a top top player? Uh, he played in the AFL. He was quiet, on So he, he's great. It's probably a C minus, but there's plenty more in him. He came on against Kildare as well and showed flashes. He he, I think he'll he'll be there thereabouts as well. He's he's definitely a development player to hang on to, and um, definitely have him there in the, in the future. Thoughts, of Pete McGrath. He's he's a very good player, very good footballer. Then off the bench that day. And then they started midweek then against Gildare. Uh, The first up is Evan Keenan. Uh, Really, really good player from the Marys. Uh, Plays centre-half for the RRD, St. Marys. He 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 quietly goes about his business. Very effective and composed. And just like the way he plays for he played for Loud. He was very solid when he came on against uh, Longford. And then against... uh, Against Kildare, he was really, really good. Went about his business very well. As I learned to assist the, the new system that Pete's trying to implement, there's no problem with him at all. He set it up rightly, dropped back in, tucked out, was used to the ball, was very good, drove forward, didn't give it away, got a great tackle in at one point, just popped it out lovely on the sly, round the back of the corner. So he's a solid B. He'll, he'll definitely be there thereabouts if not pushing into the starting team come the league against down and then another player that came on and did really really well that day against Longford was James Butler Lourdes drove into that second half and he was, he was the main reason for it he kicked two really good points from long range in a row and you thought wow like who's this fella not quite a lot of people might not have heard of him. He, he hurt his knee the year before last. Missed missed the whole campaign with Hulli Allen the lost and he was man of the match in the junior final this year. He's a terrific talent. There's one thing about him, he can kick points. Um, he's very accurate and he's not just like simple crafty points. They're they're long range, they're audacious, they're they're very skillful. So like with with the way defenses are setting up now in the National League, if you have a lad that can kick points from way out, um, he, he'll definitely be a a lad to hang, keep around the panel. He he, he found a, he found a tough goal against Kildare, but he stayed with it. He was he was like he was there. Like he he stayed on for 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 a long part of the game. I think he was subbed off maybe. He definitely made it through the second half. But he got like, I wouldn't surprise, it didn't surprise me because like he, he's playing junior football and then going into Inter County. It's going to tell on the lungs, but he showed up well. And he, when he was on, he put in the effort. He, he powered through an awful lot of work as well. So he's a B as well. He'll definitely be there about. So that's James Butler from Tully Allen. So then that's six from the Longford game. And then <coughs> Pete went with another six. Against Kildare midweek in the winning team, um, a brand a whole full back line of debutants: um, Andrew Smith from the Brides, Emma Carroll from the Newton Blues, and James Craven from the Geraldines. Andrew Smith started in right corner back, and he picked up one of the one of the pacey forwards in a McNally. He was kind of switched off. He's a small player and. He could be one of the last. I think he's involved with the horror, so he's probably one of the last dual players out there. With Pudge Collins playing solely Horland this year, I think we could have a a dual player on our hands. He's a tidy little footballer. Um, he 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 feel annoyed with with his man getting a couple of points in the second in the first half. Neil Flynn, He got a couple of points off, but he he went. He, he really he. he um, he really didn't give the ball away for a corner back to go on an awful lot of ball. He was tidy with it, nice hand passes. So uh, Andrew Smith, uh, C minus. The other corner back, James Craven from the Geraldines would have been there. Thereabouts when he was a minor, he would have been in the minor setups in under twenty ones when they were beaten by Dublin a couple of years ago. The Dublin team that went on to win the under twenty one All Ireland and produced a whole load of. Whole load of All Ireland senior winners, the likes of um, Johnny Cooper, Dean Rock, they were all playing that day in Derryls Hill, and Craven was playing that day. He uh, he was another player he, he that came really grew into the game. He was tenacious at corner back. Um, not people would not a lot of people would have had him down to playing for loud, Probably thought his chance was gone. He was in and out of the Geraldines team. Sometimes he wouldn't start, and he even McInerney made him full back. And he was he was good as the game grew as the game went on against Kildare, he grew into it. Um, and he added to the defensive performance Laird had in the night. So uh, James Craven is a C plus. In the full back, in a full back, um uh a young blues player, um absolutely outstanding really. He's uh, he's powerful, he's strong, he's direct, and he's a tight man marker, which is not very it's not very common nowadays with defensive systems and sweepers and lads lying back, but he, he can go toe-to-toe with, with anyone, and that's really good when you're when you're looking at the Division 2 talent we have up against us. And it also provides an option for um, for Pete at full-back, because we haven't had any really other full-back options bar Paddy Riley, and it probably gives us the chance to maybe we could play the two of them. Maybe Paddy Riley's needed out the field or if Emma Carlin could play out the field. And so be it. Uh, I definitely give him probably an A. Probably the only A I have. Uh, but I, yeah, after his performance on Wednesday night, he, he'd be there, there about the starting team come down in the in the league, really solid under the high ball as well. He broke and dealt with everything that was that was needed. Um, Roland Grufferty another Tully Allen player, gets the call up and gets rewarded after a great season. Um, he found a tough goal and a bit like James Butler uh, in the lungs. He but he had, he was very he went about his business fairly well in the middle of the field. Um, he marked Luke Flynn, who's no like he's no easy player. He would be a brother of Daniel Flynn from Johnstown Bridge. Kept him out of the game. Kept him relatively quiet. Um, he was moved in to full forward in the second half. P wanted to have a look at big man on the square, obviously, and it just didn't go well for him. And he got subbed off. One ball nearly broke to him, and he didn't get didn't get it on the turn. Um, he'd be annoyed, I'd say, with that. So I'd probably give Ronan a D. Um, and who else? Then you have two more lads that come on. Come on that night, you have uh, Michael Keane from the, another bridesman. So that's three three brides players on the panel. Um, he was he was quiet quiet enough. Really, there wasn't that much time left in the game. He chipped about. He gave a cross field pass. Um, I suppose it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. You couldn't really. Give him a rating because he he only came on, so you know he only played about like what would you say six or seven minutes, if that. Kieran Ward as well came on at the same time with him. He uh, he he's an interesting one. He's from the Wolf Tones. will have played with DCU and then he's with the Column Kills and Mead. Um, Callum Nally probably give put his name forward to Pete McGrath. I haven't spoken in the interview with myself. Pete said he had a good chat with, with Callum Nally. Callum Nally was over the kills, so uh, that's that's good. Nearly that the fact we're, we're not going to lose players if they go if they do tip over from that side of the draw to to Callum kills because you you'd worry there that they're they're going to suck up an awful lot of good players, but if they're going to continue to be. Playing for loud, like which they are proud loud men and they want to play for the county, to have that option is great. So he he's, he's a cornerback, he, he came on, he played wing back, he wasn't on long enough to the radio and he played a couple of minutes, so it would be unfair to give him a rating. But he's obviously highly thought of and he's been around, he's been knocking around on 21 setups and that as well, and minor panels, development panels the whole way up. So overall, really exciting, some really good players there. You have like 12 players that. Um, that's nearly a team of full of debutants various options very exciting this is what the Auburn Cup's all about throwing new names in the hat like if you had a said before the year oh we'd we'll have a possible goalkeeper new goalkeeper option possible full back option midfielder couple of defenders and then uh, wing like forwards like Butler and Kieran Downey that have young legs that can power into the game you would have been you would have said no but there you have it, there's twelve players really putting their hands up. And then also there's a couple of question marks. I don't know, maybe someone out there can help me. You'd the likes of William Woods and um, Niall Conlon and Tyg McEnany. I know Woods and McEnany would have played a V Cup, but um if those boys are um if those boys didn't play like I I don't know what it, I I would probably I would still call the Ophi Cup and what have you, you know, uh, a competitive debut but if you're not counting it I would I would definitely have those three boys in the panel Conlon was elusive as he usually is he was good he was solid on the ball T- hit free kicks as well William Woods is really good it's great to see William Woods at this level and he was good full value for kicked nice free kicked good points against Longford and then Tyg He just took his goals really well like very little else really to do in the game he had three shots in the first half all at goal, hit the target with the three of them, the second one hit the crossbar and then the third one hit the goalie and he came back out and he re- rebounded it but a really good finisher. first goal was really good, the way he judged the flight of the ball caught over the defender and bang you know that's all you want out of your corner forwards, Like and that'll put pressure on and other lads coming in like decky Bourne and uh, Ryan Bournes and so like there you have it. That's the, that's the rookie report. I hope I hope you can keep up. It was fairly hectic there with all the updates, but um, and if you disagree, I think there's other lads that should have got a run or should be involved, or if you think the grades aren't correct, tweet uh, at We Are Loud and or We Are Loud on Facebook, and let's get the banter going.
0: Holy moly! Managerial medical round of mayhem. you Holy moly! Managerial medical round of mayhem. you up, Managerial merry
2: round of mayhem. Holy moly! That's possibly the last, if not the penultimate, um, holy moly! Managerial merry-go-round update. Uh, because it looks like nearly every single team in the county has their uh, manager, like house management house, in order. The only one left in senior that's the O'Connells. Uh, Paddy Bates is still looking to be replaced up there. And um, then in intermediate, there's no teams left because the Feckins have recently appointed. Um, Eugene Judge as the manager's last move, probably the shrewdest move of all the managerial um, updates. Eugene's worked with the Blues, won senior championships as a player and as a manager with the Blues, so he'll bring all that wealth of experience. He's worked with lads setups this past couple of years as well. We'd be that on minor and under twenty one, so we know the lay of the land around the county and boost his coaching with all the different lads that's been involved. With Aim and Ken Rooney, so you add that, and then the respect he brings alone, he's going to bring that to the dressing room. Like he's just down the road from from the Feckins in uh, Newfoundland well. so it's a, it's a very good move. Like and he has plenty to work with. You have two county men there. You have Bevan Duffy, and you have Rowan Holcroft, like midfielder forward. Like you, you, most teams would build would be happy enough to build around those two players. So he has the potential to work with. He's a good junior team as well, he got to the junior championship final this year. So there's there is depth there as well and you have young players like Paul Matthews, Ryan Walsh and Joe Corrigan. Ryan Walsh is a really, really talented footballer. He won an under sixteen this year. Under sixteen championship this year against the Marys. Who had an outstanding display, full forward, left four. Play for the Joes, who was beaten in the Lennon Cup. Not a good performance as well. He was unlucky to be on the losing side. So he's a lad coming as well. And Joe Corrigan, another Joes player as well. I think he did win the Lennon Cup. So there's loads of talented forwards and loads of talented footballers in terms of fecking. And Eugene could be the man to put it all together. Um, Looking at anywhere else, I think the Knicks and the Malachys, I'm not too sure, they're the last two managers that have yet to be assigned or I'll have to look into it and find out but that's more than likely the penultimate and the last time you'll hear the dog boy in holy moly holy moly managerial medical,
0: medical round of mayhem holy moly managerial medical round of mayhem Manial medical round of mayhem holy moly!
2: For this week's We Are Loud podcast, we had an O'Borne Cup overview, we had a rookie report, controversial, not controversial, some of the grades you might not agree with, let me know And We Are Loud on Twitter and We Are Loud on Facebook, I have a managerial off, mar, merry-go-round update as well, which is nearly filled, so it's probably the last time you'll hear holy moly, and a few other things eh, all ticked off. And hopefully now we'll be building up to the national league. We're not going to be playing. Now. We're not going to be playing me unfortunately, this Sunday. So, join us next week or join us sometime soon on the We Are Loud podcast. Thanks very much for listening and downloading. I'm Daniel Bannon. Chat to you soon. Bye.